0: Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Yagmoth Soap Opera, the classic-related podcast brought to you, the community. I'm Andy, and we're joined by regular co-hosts George and Zach. Um, I'd like to thank mtgotraders.com for sponsoring us and puremtgo.com for, uh, for hosting us. And uh, we have an event that fired this week, so we're going to jump straight in and have a look at the decks that went 4-0 and 3-1. Uh, George, do you want to lead us in? Sure. Uh, all right, so for the 4 slot, we have...
1: Naoto running a Tezzeret deck. Um, so let's see. <clears throat> we got 14 lands, 3 Dark Confidants, Brainstorms, Tutors, <clears throat> lots of mana acceleration with uh, opals and lotus petals, mana crypt, mana drains,
2: singleton mocks,
1: singleton mocks, grim monoliths, and uh, 4 Tesseracts, 5 Tesseracts actually. Um, and then Time Ball and Voltaic Key with Ogmos Will to clean up. Oh, there's also a Singleton Jace the Mind Sculptor. This guy's got six Planeswalkers in here. I like that. I like the two Thirst for Knowledges as well.
2: I do wonder how greedy it is with 14 lands and six Planeswalkers. Well, he did 4-0. That's, that's true. Like, you can't really argue with the results. So, uh, what do you guys think about the list? Is it Look really good, something you'd try?
1: Um, it looks like it's alright. It does not look like something I would play, though. I mean, it is close to something I did play, but I don't think I'd play this exact list. There's too many one-offs in it.
2: What do you think about a shop matchup? Do you think you played shop many times?
1: Um, let's see. There were four workshops in the event, so it's possible. Uh, I think it, I think it has a good workshop matchup.
0: This is similar to the, to the lists that went first and second in the vintage Bazaar of Moxon. Uh, it was two, two lists, uh, both Tezzeret builds. One, one was running Tezzeret, Asian of Bolas as well. And, uh, yeah, the idea is that this is built to kind of theoretically beat Sharp with all of the, uh, the, the mana acceleration in the form of artifacts. Uh, as long as you're not playing no-rod Sharp, you should be okay. And uh, Mana Drain is also there to kind of ramp into an early Planeswalker and, and land the Volky combo as soon as possible. I don't think we've seen many Tezzeret decks in, in, in Classic, certainly not making the money, so it's, it's good to see some innovation in a different deck showing up and going 4-0. Um, I think it's actually a pretty solid list, even though there are quite a lot of one-offs. Um, most of those are, are kind of due to redundancy in the list in terms of the acceleration of the mana.
2: Yeah, it looks like they're all different targets for Tezzeret, too, just in case you don't have the vault as the option for the first fletch.
0: Yeah, well, quite often when I've got Tesseract the Seeker in play, rightly or wrongly, I, I go for Voltaic Key first. Well, you should.
2: Cool, cool. So the sideboard, it looks like he's running Engineered Explosives, which is a card we haven't seen too much of in the format. Um, I think, I don't remember who it was, but in one of the earlier episodes we talked about how it's actually pretty good underneath the, uh, the uh, sphere effects. So Engineered Explosive seems pretty good against shop as well. Um, you have dispel, mindbreak trap, Nile Spell Bomb, and maybe Needle Jailer to go against the uh, dredge matchup. You have a singleton thought in the sideboard with two more in the main. It looks like it's it looks like it's pretty solid. I mean if I was gonna build his hazard list it would probably be something similar to this.
1: He's he's maxed out on steel sabotage, which is kind of interesting.
2: Yeah, it's very cool. So, uh, coming in next at 3-1, we have uh, a clan mate. We have Calavera, who's been pretty active with the shop list lately, and it looks like he pulled another one to the money here. And he is running the, uh, wow, he's running a Singleton Metalworker.
1: He wanted us to point out that he loaded the wrong deck. This was an earlier version when he only had one (laughs) Metalworker. He's still 3-1, though, and there is something super interesting about it.
0: The Mental, mis- mental misstep. misstep.
1: The Mental Missteps. I mocked Andy last week about putting Mental Misstep in a Workshop deck, and here we have it making the money. The finals, too.
2: Pretty funny. Pretty funny. It does give them a, a turn one out to some pretty strong plays in the format, like uh, stuff like Vampiric Tutor and Brainstorm and stuff that would really help the blue decks out. So It also stops uh,
1: Spell Pierce and Nature's Claim.
2: Yeah, very true. Very true.
0: I like the build with, uh, with Worm Coil Engine as well, because uh, the engine, as well as being a, a huge beater, um, I mean, it's, it's really difficult to kind of remove one-for-one one with things like Nature's Claim and Ancient Grudge, which seems to be the the kind of generic answer to that card in the format at the moment. And uh, if you've got the Worm Coil Engine down, then you've got to be going uh, double duty against it because of the, uh, the triggered ability when it's put into the graveyard. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, uh, yeah, Phyrexian Metamorph, that, wow, what a house, uh, I've, I've, uh, I've lost to quite a few resolved, um, Phyrexia Metamorph since it's been released, um, it, it can suck if you blow up their one artifact target as they, as they have it on the stack, but, um, it, it, it just uh, has flexibility, you know, if they're going for the aggro plan, they can copy a creature, if they're going for the sphere effect to close you out, then, then they've instantly got another sphere on the table, and if you pull off some sickness on the other side, then they can even disrupt that as well, so, yeah, cool card. Yep, yep. agreed. I think we maybe overlooked it somewhat in our uh, in our set review at the time.
1: Um, well, I've definitely hyped it up on, you know, PTV, and I'm sure we've talked about it on
0: here too. Yep. Yeah, cool.
2: So, Andy, you want to take us
0: to the next deck here? Yeah, next one's Excorpio, uh, and uh, it's his Hermit Druid build. And um, George, George was in the event uh, as well, and he briefly talked about this particular build. It, it varies slightly from from the list that that Excorpio is historically run, and the the commander decks have been released, and so now we have a, a Mimeoplasm um, main deck, and uh, this is also um, met with. Um, the giant solifuge and the lord of extinction so the idea is that um rather than bringing back suture gold you bring back a mimeoplasm and you um meld together a giant solifuge and you get all of the the incremental benefits from the the lord of extinction to basically swing in with a hasty shrouded big beater for for the win um There's not a huge amount of uh, innovation um, outside of that that's different from the previous list, Um, but it it is a deck that's very solid and uh, has a lot of control as well as a fast combo, and uh, it's in in the hands of a very capable player. Um, So I I think we've covered a lot of the other deck options previously. Uh, Guys, anything to add? Uh, This is my new favorite classic
1: deck, and you missed the fact that it's got a Gitaxian Probe now. Cataxian Probe with Cabal Therapy is super cool, and a hasty, tramply shroudy fifty six fifty six 56 has got to be, like, one of the best ways to win the game ever. Yep, yeah, it's been doing pretty well for him as well.
2: I mean, he's uh, he's monitored in the last couple of events I've seen, and uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's a good deck. Um, some of the cards in the sideboard, he looks like he has the fourth Cataxian Probe and fourth Therapy, which... I guess he really couldn't fit it main because those two cards are so good for that deck. I mean Getaxi Probe letting you see if what what you need to worldly tutor for in some instances and other instances seeing what you want to therapy for, and then in the last instance, see if it's uh, safe to go off so yeah, cards I think it's a great addition
1: yeah i've been I've been playing this deck pretty much nonstop for the last week, except for the other deck that we're going to talk about um and it is just savage and brutal
2: yep. So, uh, George, you want to take us to
1: the next deck here? Um, so we've got Animosity Model here. This is his, uh, first daily event. And he played with Dredge to a money finish. Um, it looks like it is modeled more after the no-mana Dredge as opposed to, uh, the Asmodeus build with the, uh, card draw spells. Yeah. Yeah, it
2: looks like, uh... I've actually kind of been talking with this guy and client. He's a really nice guy and kind of a a good addition to the classic community as a whole. Um, This deck's pretty solid. I've also seen him lately playing around with uh, a green-white hate deck. And uh, he's a really nice guy, and I I like this deck a lot. It's kind of like the no-frills dredge. It's like, get to the point, here's what I'm doing, I need a bazaar, and we're going to go off. Uh, He has some outs post-board, you know, the Chain of Vapors and the Nature's Claim, and some of the decks now are running that stuff main deck, so it's kind of interesting to see that some people still aren't afraid of the hate game one, just because Dredge has been laying so low. But, Andy, do you have any thoughts on this Dredge deck by uh, Animosity?
0: Um, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's slightly um, unusual to, to the list that we've seen in Classic recently. Um, uh, very much, um, I, I'm going to go all in and, and find the Bazaar and, and combo off, and the, the Fate Stitcher there as well to, uh, to obviously untap the Bazaar and, and combo out as quickly as possible, so... Uh yeah, it's a it's a cool list, and um, it's it's good to see I guess Dredge back in in the format after having uh, missed out on the money recently.
2: It's always it always kind of feels hypocritical to say nice to see Dredge because it's almost never nice to see Dredge. <laughs> ah,
0: no. no, it's not, but it would
1: be nice to see Dredge to keep down the uh, fish matchups a little bit.
2: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Speaking of fish, coming up next we have uh, Timmins. Who is a, uh, a fish master? He is. He's definitely. I think that's the deck that we most closely associate with him. And uh, he and- actually, he
1: actually made it up onto uh, Wizards of the Coast's homepage for the decks of the day.
2: Very cool. Very cool. So yeah, it looks like he's uh, he's bringing red back a little <coughs> bit here. He's got the Grim lava Mancers in the sideboard now, and he's running the singleton volcanic. Um, also has a Taiga, and he has the Ancient Grudge main. I think is the only spell that's used in the red in the main deck. And it looks like this one's doing well for him. He didn't four o, so talking with Timmons and knowing him, I'm sure he's not super happy that he didn't four o. But you know, you gotta always be happy to three one. And uh, if he's running it, it's usually pretty good. What do you guys think about like the stifles and any kind of any kind of innovation with this list that you like?
1: Uh, it's the same list I think from the last uh, event.
0: Cool. We uh, George and I did uh, kind of scout out Timmons earlier on the run up to the daily event, and uh, in one of the match ups that he was playing in the tournament practice room, he uh, he, he bought in Scavenging Ooze, uh, which is a commander card, um, one that I think we might have also overlooked on our set review. Uh, scavenging Ooze is uh, one colorless and one green for a two-two. Uh, but it has an activated ability of uh, one green mana to exile a card from the graveyard. And if that card's a creature, you put a plus one, plus one counter on the use, and you gain one life. Um, so that, that seems pretty cool, seems pretty legitimate. And I wonder if we'll be seeing that in, uh, in, the, next, uh, in the next soap opera, if uh, Timmons manages to money with his deck.
2: That sounds like a direct, uh, I guess shot at the uh, hermit decks that have been doing really well you take either a, a, a solifuge or a lord of extinction out of that graveyard that deck's not going to go off and it's going to be real hard for them to win
1: yeah and it's it's funny because i think that this deck already pones hermit with the grim lavamancers
2: yeah the grims are grims are real good um so yeah that was the the event um it looks like we had a wrap-up of the deck list andy you want to go through that real quick
0: yeah, sure, and thanks thanks to uh, to George again for, for get, capturing this information. Uh, there was there were four workshop decks in in the format, and uh, only one of them went into the money. So um, yeah, not. And not a he was time. only
1: he was only playing one metal worker. Huh.
0: That's true, indeed. And um, there were two two fish, two oaths, a dredge, a hermit druid, the tesseraator that went um, four 0 gush bond, which uh, my my pet deck, and sadly that failed to make the money. Um, there was a. <laughs> Uh, a Liliana's Caress, a Megrim Combo deck, um, sounds interesting. Um, a Mono Black Rats deck, a Mono Blue Standard deck, and a Join and Drop. So basically we had four Join, join and Drops in the event um, that fired that week. No, the,
1: uh, it- the Megrim deck, it wasn't competitive per se, but it was a classic deck. The guy, the guy came up out of the casual room with something that he, I guess he thought was busted and learned okay. real
0: quick. Okay, well, let's hope he goes back and innovates and comes back rather than getting disheartened and running away forever.
2: Definitely. This is true. So, yeah, it's, uh, it looks like hopefully that's going to set a trend here and we'll get some events to fire. I know we had the bad news today. How many did it get up to, George?
1: Nine.
2: So today there was an event. I know George and Andy specifically wanted to get in the event. I think they were in the queue and it only reached nine. So we got to help these bad boys fire if we can. Um... Well, yeah. there's
1: there's always Sunday. Hopefully, we can get it to fire because I think that it will be at least the same nine people there tomorrow, plus possibly Zach. Yeah, if I uh, if I get
0: the yeah. chance, I will make it up there. So- and uh, the reason that the reason that, that George and I were so eager to uh, to jump into the queues and play this week is that we were playing a deck that um, that Zach's been intram- instrumental in testing and uh, and brewing up. So Zach, do you wanna do you wanna talk us through this uh, this new deck?
2: Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, actually, I kind of foreshadowed a little bit last week. I, I I initially saw one specific combo that kind of got my juices flowing. Andy, uh, Andy introduced me to a pretty cool list that hit the <clears> money <throat> on uh, Morphling.de. I, I, is that where you got it from, Andy, or was it somewhere else? Uh, that's where I got linked to from.
0: Um, uh, yeah, it was uh, TC Decks, but it's just one of these deck databases which keeps track of uh, vintage lists.
2: Yeah, so I think the, the list was from a Vintage Tournament on June 26th, and this was actually the one that took first place. And the list is kind of similar to something we've been talking about in the past, which is show and tell an oath in the same deck and maximizing both. Uh, this deck runs four Emrakles, and as anybody who's ever played against a Resolved Emrakle knows, if you don't have an out to it, it is really scary, because it wipes the board and comes in 15 damage flying. Uh, the the engine, I, I guess the engine breakdown doesn't really stop there, though. The coolest card in the deck to me in testing has been uh, Channel, which is a card that I've often wondered to myself, why the heck is this card restricted? Uh, and I can safely tell you I know the reason why now. Uh, I've been running this deck with uh, turn two channeled Emrakles, and going down to five life is usually not a fun proposition on turn two, but... When you get a uncounterable fifteen-fifteen time walk annihilator six flying out of it, it's usually a pretty <laughs> good deal. And
1: yeah, and this is this is the only way to get time walk in the format too.
2: Yeah, it, it really is a time walk for two mana. Uh, what what you're looking at here is this. This deck runs it runs a, a traditional oath engine, so it has four forbidden orchard, four uh, oath of druids, and two dragon's breath. So it also has the the, the, the inevitability and the quickness if you get the good draw uh it is four emiracles to two dragon's breath so the percentages aren't super high there but the deck's a lot of fun and one thing we have that vintage doesn't that i will right now say is totally broken totally broken is four mystical tutors and having access to five copies of channel is not a very fair uh proposition um it also has access to, of course, all the tutors, so if you have the other half of the combo, you can always get it out. And It's basically just been really reliable and really good. It really only needs two mana to go off. We've made some major changes to it, like adding a beast within. Um, the Hercules recalls are nice. We cut... Uh, I, I really thought Tinker was horrible in this deck because instead of the real Moxon, we're relegated to running Pedals. And uh, the pedals, you know, they're, they're good, but they don't work well with Tinker. And that gave us a little bit of room to add stuff, like the, uh, the three more Mystical Tutors. I love that this deck runs four Force of Will and four Mental Misstep. Um, it's been really good, so I'm still testing it, and I guarantee you if you see it in action, you'll, you'll at least uh, take a second look at it. It's, it's a really solid list. What have you guys been thinking about it?
0: Well, one one thing I will say is that this this deck really does highlight the the power of being in a clan and and, and networking when you're playing Magic. Um, the, the deck was uh, uh, f- driven and designed within within the clan, and uh, I, I was, uh, was 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 it was eager to pick up and, and play the deck, uh, missing a few key cards, uh, missing some. Uh, some show and tell and um some of the emરિકals and uh one of the other benefits of being in the clan was the ability to uh to loan some of these cards from Montolio um one of our clan members so a big big shout out and thank you to him so once i had the list from Uzak and the, the cards from Montolio i was able to uh shuffle up 75 and take it for a spin and uh like you say channeling to emરિકal is just completely nuts it's such fun and it's just such a bad beat for the opponent um, and, and, uh, it's really a kind of a surprise element as well there at the moment until, uh, until the list gets known in, in more detail. But yeah, it's, it's great. I've, I've had a foil channel in my collection just for kind of completeness, completeness sake, but never actually got to, uh, to use it in, in, in a, in a fun and, uh, powerful, meaningful way. So this is, this is a great deck. And, uh, like you say, if it doesn't get the explosive start for Channel Lemical or Show and Tell it can just, just play the the for druids uh, and, and, and eventually get the the incremental advantage and, and swing with a, a dragon breathed up emercle so yeah it 's great fun um, has a reasonably good game against shop as well which is, uh, which is very important in the current current meta game. Just just a question for you zach when you 're playing this list uh how, how do you mulligan it Do you, do you go um, very aggressively to try and find the Um, opening busted start of channeling to Emrakul, or do you just play that when it's kind of presented to you and uh, be content with with not having it and playing the slower game into controlling Oath of Druids?
2: Well, uh, the list has the controlling element to it with duress and force of will and mental misstep, but it's always great if you can handicap the field and know what you're playing. For example, against Dredge, every time I will mulligan so aggressively because I know they're going to get a Bizarre Out turn one. And I know my only out, basically, is going to be a resolved channel. And I'll always go for at least half the combo. If I have, like, Emrakul and a Brainstorm, great Keeper hand. Uh, Emrakul Mystical, obviously, is, like, the dream hand. Um, It it, it really depends who you're playing. And uh, some of the... Some of the talk you were you were making there about having a clan and how that's a good utility. You know, some of the biggest changes in the deck were presented after I had my list that I really liked, and that was one of them was. Uh, Georgie decided that I, I was initially running with Soul Ring, and the initial list from this Vintage tournament was running all the mana Excel. It had all the Moxes, Black Lotus. Um, it had Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, and Soul Ring, and. It also had Tinker and Blightsteel Colossus. And sadly, we really couldn't support Tinker in a meaningful way. Just as an example, you know, so I can tell you that it's not just me saying, Oh yeah, Tinker's bad. There were so many times when Tinker would have been a great out. I had Mystical Tutor in my hand, or I had, you know, half my combo and nothing else. But when you when you run a deck with this few lands and the the pedals are meant to be used. If you play a pedal in this deck, you're probably gonna tap it. It it, it just doesn't work well with uh, with Tinker. So, that was one of the things. Another one is, uh, Adrian or Backguts suggested running more lands rather than the actual, uh, Stacks hate. Because sometimes Stacks's main plan is just to get you off whatever you want to do. So, sometimes we kind of get disrupted and think we got to stop these artifacts. Really what you want to do is still win. So, we, we added an island to the sideboard there. And those ghost quarters aren't quite as scary now. Um... Yeah, it's just... It, it's been, it's been a, fun, a fun list, and it's really the only deck I'm playing in Classic right now, which is strange because it has zero Jaces.
1: Yeah, to, uh, to go with the Sol Ring thing, like, he had Sol Ring instead of Mana Crypt, and I asked him, wouldn't Mana Crypt be better for turn one Oath of Druids and turn one Show and Tell? Because Sol Ring just doesn't do that. And we don't want to control the game, we just want to combo out as fast as possible. And after a bunch of hee-hawing, I finally got him to agree.
2: Yeah, it, it seems it seems like it's been really good. Now, I told George, too, there has been times when the cards killed me, but I guess that's part of the gamble of running uh, Crypt in general. Uh, it's it's truly it's really powerful. Zero mana, plus two, colorless. Let's... let's Basically, it makes the show and tells better in this deck is, is the primary reason behind running them. Uh, Oath of Druids, I can usually get out turn one. Turn two is fine most of the time because I have to tutor for an Orchard, but i agree in 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 as it's been a lot better than i expected and uh, um
1: one other thing I'm curious about is possibly adding a bane fire.
2: I have no idea what that card is
1: uh it's an x spell, and if x is more than five, it can't be counterspelled or prevented
2: uh yeah, i mean it, it's a possibility the The big problem is this thing's running a lot of uh A lot of damage now. So we're running Crypt, we're running Vampiric, we're running Imperial, and we run a bunch of Fetches. So if we're ahead on life, that would be a great plan. But I I think that's probably a good sideboard option. I don't know if I'd run it main just because it's so tight right now. But what do you think about having that maybe as an alt-win post-board?
1: I suppose it would be good against maybe... I don't even know what it... Dredge? It would be good against Dredge maybe? or Storm.
2: I would say Fish, but this deck has a really good Fish matchup.
1: Yeah, I was also going to say, the thing that I noticed about this deck is that, uh, with four Show and Tells, Post-Board and Channel, like, the Fish matchup is so much easier. You don't have to worry about any of the Enchant remo- removal, you don't have to worry about Leyline of uh, Sanctity.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll say the main benefit of this list so far is it's been able to do things that other lists can't do, which is Beat Fish really reliably, but more importantly, have game against Dredge Game 1. It's usually really hard for Oath to beat Dredge Game 1. I mean, it just is. you got to bring in that hate. And to have a way to race them is pretty cool. They can still win. Don't get me wrong. They can get an Icarid and a Bloodgast in the graveyard. You go down to five, they still get that extra turn. Bam, you lose. But it's a heck of a lot better than the other proposition, which is, I think I'm going to die. Let's go to Game 2.
0: Right. And the other innovation, I guess, in the list was the inclusion of Beast Within.
2: Beast Within has been absolutely wonderful. Um,
0: Imagine if there were three of them in there.
2: I don't think it can support more than one, just because it's so hard to get to three mana in the deck. The show and tell is kind of like Last Resort. Um, right. What it has done, though, and first of all, you know, just to go through some of the iterations I went through, uh, the first day I was running this list, uh, talking with Dunkel, he's like, oh, Dragon's Breaths are horrible. And I took him out. And every time somebody resolved Jace, I had no way to win the game. In those Dragon's Breaths, they give you inevitability, okay? Let's say they do get a Jace out. And let's say you don't get a Dragon's Breath the first time you get an uh, Emrakul out. They return it to your hand. You get another turn. Dredge. You don't get a Breath. Return it to your hand. Next turn, they, you probably get a, bre- a Breath by the third one. I mean, the odds are just there. So as soon as he can strike in once, bam, he sacks six permanents. He's still got to bounce your guy. Guess what? You've got four Emrakles in that deck. You still have a way out. Now, the Beast Within also gave me an out to... My most important target always has been Jace. Um, the Beast Withins are an awesome target for that, and they turn on that Show and Tell, or the uh, Oath of Druids. And it's been a great card. With four Mysticals, all these Singletons are actually you know, X5 when you need them. So it's, it's, it's been really good. Um, the only card I'm still undecided on... And I think it's only because I see so few shop in tournament practice is Herkel's Recall. I that card has been the one card I sideboard out like ninety five percent of the time. What do you guys? Well, think it's only that? it's only good
1: against one deck.
2: Well, I mean, it has been good against uh, Vault. Uh, I, I've gotten them down. You know, they they untap it and bam, I get another turn. Uh, maybe I don't necessarily win, but I get a time lock. So I agree, though it's really only good against shop. Um do you guys think it's worth having in there since shop's so prevalent still? Uh
1: I think I think it's worth one slot. You have four mysticals.
2: Okay. Alright. So yeah, and moving to the sideboard, we have some game against dredge, and I-, I will say the most surprising card that I left in here from the vintage list and I was initially thinking about taking out were the pithing needles. I still think it's pithing, but I'm gonna go with you guys now.
1: Um I say pithing.
2: I know, I know, you both do. But uh the Pithing Needles have been coming in, and they have been wrecking shop because they count as sideboards cards 5 and 6 against Dredge, and they really hurt the Hermit deck. Like, I mean, they really hurt the Hermit deck. You have mental missteps, so almost all of their outs besides Stern Proctor are, are one-drops. They've got of well. Vapor. They've got you know Nature's Claim. It's, it's pretty hard for them to beat a Pithing Needle if you get it resolved. Uh, other than that, we got this. It, it counts as hate towards Dredge. Obviously, because you want to get that turn one down, naming Bazaar, and you have a heck of a chance against winning that matchup. Um, against I think Shop, if you
1: I think if you go turn one needle against Bazaar, you always win.
2: I wouldn't say always because all they need is one dredge sometimes.
1: Yeah, but that, I mean, it gives you like two or three extra turns.
2: Yeah. Oh, trust me, I, I love the dredge matchup. There's I have not I've lost I think one out of like I don't even know how many matches more than ten. So it's, right. been, it's been really good against Dredge. Dredge and Fish, I mean, it rules. Uh, other Oath lists, you have to be careful like you always do. You can't just, like, lay out a blind uh, Oath, and you always want to see if you can get a Forbidden Orchard if you know it's Oath. You want to you grab one or, or know you have a way to get one. Um, if they resolve their Oath, though, you're always really happy. Uh, you have a Beast Within, so you can take care of stuff. You can take care of their Forbidden Orchard, like George mentioned in, a, in last week's cast. And... It, it's got the, uh, for the stacks matchup, to keep going that way, it's got two Ancient Grudges, which get dredged from Oath. It has um, two Nature's Claim and the two Lands, so you have six cards bringing in versus them. The Show and Tell, as mentioned, is really good against Fish, and that's the primary place i bring in the fourth. So eight Show and Tells against Fish is really, really not fair. They What are they going to do? Air bring Channel. In a, bring in a Quasali Pride Mage. I mean, their best out is to do the Gilded Drake, and that would suck, but... <laughs> You know. His deck doesn't have it right now. Yeah, I mean, trust me, I, a lot of the comments I've gotten in, in all the games that I've played, I, I'm not one to do private games. I always do public games. And a lot of people are saying, hey, maybe maybe decks need to start running Caracas. Maybe decks need to start running uh, uh, Gilded Drake." So, Solar of Temptation. I mean, there are a lot of cards that would really handicap this deck a little bit. It, it, it doesn't stop to turn one channel. That's uh, That's a tough out, but... Yeah, the the deck's been really good, and it's it's been a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see uh, what happens with it.
1: Yeah, this is this is the other deck that I've been playing when I'm not, you know, crushing people with the Mimeoplasm. Man, is that deck good?
2: So cool, guys. I mean, that's kind of uh, the cast for this week. Andy, you have anything else you wanted to add?
0: Well, I wondered if we should just very quickly run over our, an update on the the player run event league. Definitely. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, so I, I lost round 1 and I went through my matchup last time out um, round 2 I, I was playing uh, if you remember I'm playing a, a repeal gush list and uh, round 2 I got paired against shop again and uh, yeah the worst matchup and uh, I went down 2-0 and o and uh, it was pretty rough beats um, I, I had game and I managed, to, managed to kind of manoeuvre in, in both of them but at the end of the day the, the brown menace was just too powerful for me and it locked me out Round three, I got drawn against, uh, Chantry Gilbert, and he was playing Good Game Oath, and, uh, managed to, uh, to turn it around and, and win both of those games 2-0. Um, managed to tendrils for the kill, um, the turn after he laid out an Oath of Druids, in game one. And game two, um, he lays down Time Vault, and I managed to get, uh, Trigon Predator down, and thankfully he doesn't have Voltaic Key, and the predator gets in and starts doing some some damage, eating up some uh, some of his permanents. And uh, he gets down to five life. And at that point, he manages to to cast two oath of druids in one turn. And uh, my predator is only able to take care of one of them. But um, predator swings in and uh, takes my opponent really dangerously low on life. And I manage to Pull together a mini tendrils for the win there as well. So sitting two one, um, no chance of making the cut, but I'm I'm going to play it out just for the fun and uh, hopefully season two of the of the league, uh, which I know that Mogg is is busy planning, um, will be kinder to me on my matchups and uh, maybe I'll play a real deck like uh, Show and Oath.
2: George, what about you?
0: Oh, I am so super
1: terrible. So in round two, I played against Taserator. And either way. And then game three was like a 20-turn affair where we just took turns playing Haymakers and answering them until I ran out of answers. Um, so I lost round two to Tesserator List. And then round three, I put both, and he got more Orchards than me faster in both games and just crushed me.
2: Ouch. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, so oh three for me. I'm still gonna keep playing, see if I can go for the uh perfect goose
2: egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I'm I'm in the similar vein here. I, I uh sadly I I'm a, a tilty individual and I played round one against Dunkel and I lost that. Round two I got paired against uh Philip J. Fry, who was running a gush list and game one he had a really good hand. I mean he had uh, empty the Lawrence, which is a pretty Interesting card. He got 12 tokens out on, like, turn three, and that was just it. So, game three, or game two, excuse me, I I got under control. I got a a Dark Confidant out and a Jace out, and he had, like, two or three cards in his hand. Well, I'm thinking to myself, I got this in the bag. And you have to understand, I'm not an excuse, but everybody who knows me, the majority of my week when I'm online, I'm at work. And I'm sitting here, I'm half working, half playing my matchup, and I clicked on my Force of Will with my Jace as the pick not only did he at that turn draw a demonic tutor for a time vault when he had a voltage myself that i personally had to drop from the tournament i mean i was so mad you had the game in your grip and you threw it away and that's what i did so too uh too angry to continue so that's my bad beat story for the day
0: cool on the mothership or on classicquarter.com and you're interested in in taking a first tentative stepping on the line and uh yeah, I'm looking forward to season two starting and getting underway and hopefully uh, a fantastic job of, of uh, A, getting this up and running, but B, organising it to run Tolio versus Timmins, which is happening right now in the, in the casual decks room. And uh, I hope uh, anything else to add before we sign off? Hooray for
1: computers!
0: Hey, alright, see you in seven, guys!